Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor with a slightly COVIDized voice. I'm still getting over my COVID experience, but this is me behind the, the muted voice. And I'm sitting here in our studio with Alex Burns, who is an intern here at Grandview, as on the tail end of his internship experience. And so I thought it would be good to uh, drag him into our studio and just get his impressions about what it means to be an intern, uh, what have been some of the greatest experiences, Alex, that you have had that you think have encouraged you in ministry, whereas in some cases they might cause you to run from ministry. I don't want to go there. So for the sake of our pastors, especially who are listening, who are just wondering um, about internships and what they can do to encourage young people. So let's have a little conversation. By the way, say hello, Alex. Hey, everyone. This is Alex Burns. Uh, Alex, you got two years married now? Yeah, two years yesterday, actually. And what uh, you're finishing your education. Where are you at in your education? So my internship will be done at the end of May 2022, and then I'll still have a, a full year left of full uh, education. So I'm hoping to be done in the spring of 23. And you're a student at Heritage? Yeah, I'm taking my BTH at Heritage. That includes Hebrew and Greek? Yeah. Uh, like any good seminary, you get a lot of that academic um, training, but we're concerned here with the practical ministry piece. And so um, talk about some of the highlights in your internship and how you think that it's really helped you uh, think more maturely about ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my, my internship is primarily with the youth. I work under Tim Muda uh, with our high school students, and it's just been a real blessing to come alongside our students and disciple them for the past couple of years. It's been really helpful because this is my home church. I've been at Grandview for 20 years, and so there's already some relationships built before that. And so I was just able to uh, build further on those relationships, disciple students even more. I was able to baptize a few this these past two years, and so that was just super encouraging. Uh, but the one thing I wanted to, I guess, avoid in an internship is have a have tunnel vision have only one job one one responsibility only uh, be exposed to one type of ministry and so it's uh, it's really been uh, a blessing and a pleasure to intern at Grandview because the um, the staff team and uh, just the the different people in the congregation they've been super encouraging to me to get um, experience in every different aspect of uh, of what Grandview is all about. Um, and how that's helped me mature in my, my view of ministry is just the fact that there's a lot of things that um, Heritage doesn't have classes for that don't really prepare you for uh, ministry. I love Heritage. I've grown so much. Uh, but there are just some things like a few months ago, uh, Pastor Bob and Pastor Andrew invited me to um, figure out what what uh, a funeral takes, what it takes to, to make a funeral. I was able to go to a hospice visit and that kind of stuff. And, and Heritage just doesn't doesn't have those kinds of courses. And, and so Heritage knows that. That's yeah. why Heritage has done everything they can to uh, partner with churches for the good of your education. And so it's not a, certainly not a knock oh, against Heritage. Absolutely not. Uh, they know their role. We know our role. And guys like you hopefully get a good balance. Yeah. My, my internship is I actually, I needed an internship in order to graduate heritage, so yeah, they absolutely know the the importance of uh, of being exposed to to full time ministry 
um, and not just learning about it in a classroom. So, but it's just been, yeah, a real, a real pleasure to, um, serve in, in children's ministry. I've, I'm serving in youth, obviously. I've been able to um, help out with our, our seniors, actually, and, and just getting to know them and giving them a quick devotional. And so it's just been really, uh, uh, honestly, some of the best years of my life, my life uh, interning at Grandview and just seeing behind the scenes uh, what's going on in ministry. Um, so my big concern, one of them, is that um, you, people in ministry be able to speak to preach, to make sense of God's word, to say it with passion, with clarity. Uh, we just need good preachers. And over the uh, two-year period, w- where have you been getting that? How have you been developing in, in your ability? Like you spoke today to our seniors, and I heard a very good, confident, biblical message. How did you get that? The Holy Spirit. I think that's the, the obvious answer. Uh, but... Yeah, I think the biggest or one of the biggest impacts was actually my homiletics course at Heritage. Uh, Dr. Rick Reed and Dr. John Stairs, they, uh, yeah, they're just such excellent, excellent preachers. And they uh, were gracious enough to, to spend two semesters with us, guiding us through uh, the ins and outs of, of preaching, what to avoid, what to uh, emphasize when you preach. So that that course has really helped me. And they're just too extremely wise men it's just a pleasure to okay so you got the software in your head yeah but you you've been doing that here right? yeah you've been you've been practicing yeah in the life of our church uh and i think you've been you, you've like do you speak on a regular basis to our young people do you preach there yeah i preach two or three times a month at uh in our junior and senior high and then we also i'm actually preaching on may the 1st uh, up on on Sunday morning, which will be my second uh, full time. Okay, let me let me Sunday. just back up there because um, preaching takes a hit. Like we don't need preaching today. We're beyond that. Yeah, we need people to relate, people to communicate, so on and so forth. You preach to the young people. Yeah. Okay, so how does like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, or? Yeah, Tim and I are are both bad at keeping it under. 25 minutes, that's usually our goal, but we usually end it around at 30 minutes. So you're preaching every week? Yes. You're preparing a sermon for young people? Yes. Does that, does that work? Do they listen? Yes, they do, actually. <laughs> it's, it's actually really encouraging to hear them listen. To, and we see uh, a bunch of the students having like their Bibles out, having their notepads out, and actually taking notes about what's being preached. And so uh, you know it's not you know, going in one ear and out the other, but these students are actually wanting to grow in their faith and learn more about the Bible and about who God is. And so uh, Tim and I, and we've had a couple other preachers, it's, we're just super excited to be able to bring the word to uh, people, students who actually want to listen to it. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that because Bible studies are good, right? And we need that. That's all good. But to for you to develop as a preacher... To hear that you're actually doing it, you're taking what you've learned from Doctor Stairs and Reed, and you're you're you've got a uh, like a laboratory to practice this kind of thing. And I've always I've always thought that if you can preach to children, if you can keep the attention of a junior high group or of a senior high group, you 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 can preach if you can keep their attention. Um, and so I think it's the best place to learn how to preach. 
is with kids who have ADD or they're easily distracted and just to kind of focus on them and not, not just talk to the air, but to look them in the eye and say, I'm talking to you about something that is important from the Word of God. And, and you get to do that every week. Yeah, it's, I'm extremely blessed that Tim is, um, as my kind of supervisor for my internship, he understands how important it is to uh, grow in my preaching. And so he's given me so many opportunities to preach. And there, there was definitely a learning curve at the beginning. Uh, I, during our, my, my homiletics class before my internship, it would always be just, you know, preaching on like a regular Sunday morning. And so I kind of took those practices into junior high and senior high and, mm-hmm. you know, those didn't always work. And so I had to kind of learn on the job on, on how to reach different uh, age groups and, and how to best uh, share the, the Bible with them. Okay, another thing in ministry for a leader is the setting of vision, getting at the beginning of a year and... Not just saying, well, I'm going to preach this, but to say, this is, this is what I imagine that God will do this year. And in order to do that, we, this, we've got to organize this. And so, there, you, so you bring to the ministry leadership. Um, have, have you had much of that, you and Tim? Or is it just week by week by the seat of your pants kind of thing? No, we, we have... So Tim and I, each summer, we kind of plan out what our vision is for the next year. Obviously, COVID has changed up some of our plans, uh, but we we prayerfully consider what we want uh, the vision to be, the the mission theme, I guess you could say, for the year. And then we, um, as as leaders are needed, we look for different characteristics in the leaders and, and what we want in them to in order for, for the students to, to be growing and for them to be in the direction that we want to. And then um, yeah, we, we leave it up to the Lord after that. We're happy to um, change up plans if we need to. Um, but yeah, we do have a, a set vision at the beginning and we, we look to, to fulfill that throughout the year. So would you say, um, would, would administration be one of your gifts or your interests? Or um, That was actually one part of my internship that I really... I really learned fast how little I knew about admin work and that kind of stuff. And so I have been uh, getting better at it throughout my, my two years here. Uh, I, I still have a lot to learn, but I am getting better. And I, I enjoy some aspects of it, but then other aspects I, I just never want to do, but they have to get done. Okay. So you're in youth ministry. I'm, you know, I'm a lot older than you. And it just seems like yesterday I was a youth pastor. And the old guys would say to me, I don't know how you do it. They'd say to me, old guys, I say, I, I'm glad I'm not in your, seat, your spot. Young people today weren't like when I was, you know, all, I heard all that stuff. I said, what the heck am I getting into? You know, what do they know that I don't? And you just kind of wander into it. So but it worked out, you know. So how do you talk to me about young people today? Uh, is there a specific challenge that is, in your view, unique to young people? How difficult is ministering to young people in this technological age when they've got on their laptop all kinds of uh, influences? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm only I'm only 23 years old, and every week I'm just amazed uh, on how, how little I know about what's going on in the student's culture and, and everything like that. And I'm not even that old. So, um, but there, the one thing that I think is, uh, really pressing on a lot of our students and they, 
are struggling with it. We have a lot of students who are open about this is just, um, you know, how to, to bring up the gospel, how to minister to people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, because, um, you know, a lot of the, the students, they said they've, they've shared their faith, faith, they share that they're a Christian and they're immediately, um, called homophobic and that kind of stuff. And, uh, the culture nowadays is just completely, uh, shut off towards Christianity because of, uh, their views on, on gay marriage. And so that's been a really challenging part to journey with some of our students and figure out how best to, to minister to people like that. You realize for the first time ever, someone in your position who counsels someone who is struggling in that area that you can be arrested and, and charged under the criminal code. Yeah. So as an old guy, I say to a young guy, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. There's no young people today. It's just never like, you know, but it does seem to me that this is a new thing. Um, everyone says that, but I'm really saying it. This is for all of us in ministry, this is a new day, and there's a chilling effect, isn't there? Like even in this podcast, I'm, I'm being careful not to incriminate myself by saying things, but we all know what I'm talking about, wink, wink, nod, nod, you know? Um, but nevertheless, we're called to be fearless, to teach the word boldly, to call people to repentance, and to suffer the consequence in, um, in a world that is growing in leaps and bounds in their animosity to Christianity. But it's it's the work that God has called us to do. We and have to do it. You're not running away from it? No, sir. We haven't but you you've you've had some challenging experiences, I know. Yeah. I know even recently there's been some tough tough issues that you got to deal with. Yeah. There was There's still time to get out, you know. Yeah, no, I, I know there's time to get out and uh, you know, something Pastor Andrew always says is, you know, if there's anything you can do besides ministry, you know, do that. But I just feel such a, a burden on my heart that God has placed there that um, there are people who, who need to know the word and need to grow in their faith. And I feel like that is where he has put me. And um, I can't I can't run away from God's calling. Well, you're not alone, you know, and uh, we're here for you. We've got a great fellowship of pastors and we're not islands unto ourselves. God has given us good friends in the ministry to encourage each other. I've had that all my years, and God willing, you'll have that as well. So Alex, it's good to hear you, man. God bless you as you kind of conclude your internship here and wait on the Lord for the next thing, which I don't think will be too long. The Lord uh, is not going to put you on a shelf. He's prepared you for a calling, and we'll pray that God will show that to you in due time. So until next time, here on Thinking About It, I'm Bob McGregor here with Alex Burns. Thank you for thinking about it with us. Oh, by the way, before you go, Stan Fowler, my partner in thinking about it, was in church on Good Friday. I missed it. I was at home. But uh, what a blessing that was to hear that uh, he and Donna came. And those of you who know Stan from our podcast will be encouraged to hear that. Keep praying for Stan and Donna. God bless you. (laughs) 